On this episode, I'm going to be talking about why you should start thinking about voice commerce. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's clavio.com forward slash beyond BF.com. Good day. How are you? This is Kunle, the host of the 2X e-commerce podcast, and I would like to give you a warm welcome to the show. Today's episode, before we even talk about today's episode, if you haven't already joined our Facebook group, you're missing out. Join now. Search on Facebook for e-commerce growth accelerator and join you're going to be asked three questions very very simple whether you're involved in e-commerce um and um you know some more details your name blah 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 join get in the conversation and let us connect and take this one-way podcast conversation to a two-way i'm very active on this so join 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 now on today's episode i uh, before we get into it, I, I recorded it um, and it's going to be what you listen to next. It is quite futuristic, in my opinion. It's about voice commerce and um, about Alexa and about how we interact with Alexa at the moment and about the space, the voice space. So we talk a little bit about Siri. We talk a little bit about um Google Home and, you know, what voice commerce currently is and what voice commerce is going to look like in the future. I speak with a gentleman by the name of Amor Oberio. 
who is the founder of Emetri and they're an enterprise, you know, level voice commerce platform. So a lot of the action right now in voice commerce is at the enterprise level. Um, and it is going to trickle down to the mid tier, which is most of you guys and eventually mass markets, you know, um, I, I personally don't think voice is going to be massive, but I think it's going to be significant. I think we are currently talking a lot to our devices, whether it's um, speaking to your messaging app to type, you know, while you're driving or, you know, whether it's um, to to listen um, to, to music, you know, asking your voice device to play you stuff. So my perspective at the moment is we are at um, the content, you know, um, phase of voice where there's a lot of content, you know, being produced now. We're, we're building out the infrastructure, all the, you know, um, the content out in, in, in the voice space. And once that is established, com- the commerce layer is going to eventually come come to play. Um, it, it's a super, super interesting um, conversation. I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, um, enjoy this episode. Without further ado, just listen in and enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunay Campbell, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Um if you haven't already, um, join our Facebook group. It's a thriving group for e-commerce entrepreneurs and marketers. It is on um, Facebook. Just search e-commerce growth accelerator and you will get there. Okay. Now on today's episode, I have with me Amor Obieri. Um, he is the founder of Emetri. It's a voice commerce platform for e-commerce merchants and also Amazon partners for voice commerce when the opportunity arose for me to interview um, Amoy, I was, you know, super, super excited because you know, voice is a new avenue. It's it's a new frontier. Um, it's currently controlled by Amazon, you know, with the Kindle and all. And I just wanted to figure out what opportunities lay ahead on this episode. And there's no better person than, you know, Amoy, who's in the front end of um, things, trying working right with active use cases, with actual use cases on um, solving voice commerce for e-commerce merchants. So, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Amol. Amol to the to the show. Welcome, Amol. Thanks a lot for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show and share whatever little insights that we've developed at Emeto in the little, last one. Uh, from our conversations, from our prior conversations, they're not little; they're they're, they're massive. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there is, there's definitely a long way for us to go uh, and definitely a long way for the voice market to go uh, compared to web and mobile. But I'm really excited to uh, present our learnings at Emeto on this show. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, could you take a minute or less to introduce yourself and um, Emetri, your, 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 your voice commerce platform? Sure. You're not an agency, you're a platform, right? Absolutely. So, so we're not a service business, we are a platform. And uh, I've had five years experience in the SaaS business, scaling marketing efforts for two multi-million dollar platforms, SaaS platforms, uh, before actually starting to build Emitter. 
And uh, uh, before building Emitter, me and my co-founder, we started thinking about conversational UI platforms. And, and we realized that voice is becoming really big. And given our experience in the voice space, uh, we realized that certification requirements by Amazon and Google are really, really strict mm -hmm. and time-consuming, which is where we thought there is a need for a platform, and we started to build out Emitter. Emitter is, is it's a voice commerce platform for e-commerce merchants, uh, be it a Shopify store, a big commerce store, or a custom PS platform or a CMS. Uh, we help them push their storefront on voice so that their customers can start voice shopping. Okay, makes sense. So, um, are you guys working full time on on a metro right now, you know, at the moment? Absolutely. It's been about uh, it's been about a year now. We started building the platform uh, in the month of December two thousand eighteen, uh, and and we launched the platform just in uh, August two thousand nineteen. And since then, we've had about ten paying customers across multiple space, uh, multiple industries. E commerce being the predominant one. It's it's just super niche. It is you know um, exciting to be in this space, and Absolutely. it begs the question. You know, when I think about voice commerce or you know voice in general, um, one brand comes to mind. You know, one device comes to mind as as much as there are many others, but one device seems to be doing it brilliantly well. And that is the Amazon Alexa, you know, platform. Um, there, of course, um, Apple Siri. Um, there's there's also Google, Google Home, um, and a plethora of others. But those are the three that come to mind. But it just amazing. It just for me, I think Amazon is well ahead. Do you have any stats around, you know, market share in in voice and you know, kind of like you know when you're doing SEO and there really is no point over the first few months to focus on any other search engine apart from Google. That's my take or my um, thoughts. Those are my thoughts on, um, on Alexa, but I might be wrong. Do, do, do you know, could you give us, share an idea on, um, on what market size looks like, how it's shaping up? Sure. Uh, I think uh, the answer to your question is within your question itself. If I had to think from a consumer perspective, uh, just the way you said that when I talk of voice, the first brand that comes into mind is Amazon Alexa, uh, which is true because it holds the biggest market share. So if I had to talk in terms of numbers, uh, over 100 million Amazon Alexa devices are sold in the market today, uh, which is huge, which is one in every three people have an Amazon Alexa. So if you had to talk in, about... In the world or in the U US? Or in the US. Wow. And uh, so, so from a consumer penetration perspective, that's huge. And that's why consumers like you and me uh, think of Amazon as the top brand when it comes to voice. When somebody says voice commerce, people are thinking about Amazon. Uh, if I had to talk about uh, the penetration from a developer perspective, from a business and a merchant perspective, again, Amazon leads uh, there because Amazon's done a great job in providing APIs, providing platforms to people to be able to use Amazon Alexa to build platforms or build services on top of this. So within these 100 million devices, there are over 150,000 voice apps that are available on Alexa. So consumers like me and you can you know, search from 150,000 voice apps uh, and, and identify whether we want to use it for entertainment, to play a game, or to shop. So, will that be on the Alexa app, the on the iPhone or um, or, or the or Android devices? Okay, so so it's 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 available across all three. Uh, there is an Alexa app that you can download either on Android or an iPhone, and you can search through the Skill Store 
uh, when I say skill, a skill is nothing but a voice app. It's called Amazon Alexa skill in the uh, you know Amazon world. And uh, you could also go to the web skills store. So you could go to amazon.com slash Alexa skills and search for any skill that you're looking for. Super interesting. Um, 150,000. Um, that's a lot. Um, where is the most attention in the market um, are like app developers gravitating to specific use cases at the moment in, in that you know um, ecosystem. Right. So, so like I said, that Amazon's done a great job in providing people the capability to build something on top of Alexa and monetize it quickly. Uh, uh, if I had to talk of a research that I've done at my end, because I want to be aware of the competitive landscape for ourselves. Uh, I think over 10 to 20 prototyping platforms came up uh, in just 2019. Mm-hmm. And and of course, I'm sure that there are many other freelance developers, there are many other agencies that are doing this. From a use case perspective, I think even today, the focus is mostly on content, mostly on engagement. Uh, and, and, and the reason for that seems very obvious, that voice as a technology is very, very new. And so obviously, people are not going to shop on it from day one. So you get them habituated get them to start using Alexa to play games, uh, to engage with content, to ask questions, and feel comfortable with it over time. And once that happens, which which has already happened in the last one or two years, I think all of us have got habituated to using Alexa. It's the best time for merchants to now get in and, you know, really monetize it because people have built that sort of trust that we can use this to even buy things. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So, um, I guess at this point in time, just to allude to to what you just said, um, it's information retrieval um, and it's near perfect in in that sense. And now will be a good time to layer in commerce. Now, um, this means that Alexa is is pretty much a search engine um, or the Alexa app will be a search engine. Um, does this mean that um, there's going to be competition um, in the search results? So um, if I wanted to purchase something, how would Alexa figure out, you know, um, what skill will be relevant? So I, I'm still trying to get my head around it. I'm a bit confused here. Absolutely. Uh, so to answer your question, I think... Uh, it's not as open as Google search where you can go and search for anything, but let's compare it to the web to make it easier for our audience, right? Um, for us to have presence as a website on Google, we need to deploy a website and it needs to be on the www World Wide Web, right? Similarly, to be on Alexa and to be present on voice, uh, you need to create a voice app. So let's compare it to a web app. You create a web app, launch it on search, people can access it. Uh, similarly, you need to create a voice app on Alexa and you need to launch it on Alexa. And, you know, uh, that's where people can access it. So people can go and search for a particular thing. Let's say they're searching for a pizza store. So if they type pizza store in Alexa uh, skill store, they will see the list of apps that are available for you to order from. It's a very, very similar process. The only thing is that uh, with Amazon and Google being so new in this space, the certification and uh, the requirement is very, very difficult. You need to be very, very sure about uh, the voice UI. Uh, On web, you don't have that problem today. Uh, it does cater down to how well your business is converting online. But on voice, Amazon is very particular about voice UI. So they make sure that uh, they make sure that you're meeting all the requirements to make sure that your voice UI is great. 
Okay, so what are the requirements for voice UI? Uh, there are so requirements are many. I wouldn't go over the requirements because uh, uh, they they do talk about things like when you should when somebody is asking for a particular thing, uh, you should respond in what fashion. You should have a cancel. You should have a reschedule option. Uh, How is the payment being processed? What are the safety norms that you are taking into place? Is there OAuth available or not? Uh, but from a voice UI perspective, I think uh, uh, from our experience, there are a couple of things that people should keep in mind while creating their voice skills. And, and those are really uh, the top five on the top of my mind are that you need to focus on the user because uh, in this case, the real estate is much lower and people can get frustrated much faster than on web because they don't know what to do next. They're not able to see anything. So you need to make sure that you're aware of what environment and context will the user be present in. That's number one. The number two is that uh, if I had to compare it to web again, in web you have hierarchy. Uh, you could go to, let's say, men's, sports, shoes, and then pick the shoe, right? In voice, you don't really need to do that. You can take them directly to the sports shoe they're looking for. And uh, number three is linguistics. People speak in different languages in different ways. You might say that, uh, Alexa, order me a taxi. And I might say, Alexa, book me a cab. I'm super lazy to drive today, right? And, and, and I think number four is that uh, responses need to be small. Uh, because on paper, the response might look big, but Alexa speaks much slower than human beings. So when Alexa is going to say it, it's going to be much, much slower. So these are my top picks, uh, I think, in terms of what you really need to focus on while creating a voice UI design. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Um, so last time I checked, there was um, a device called Echo Show. And, you know, it's pretty much like a tablet, essentially. Right. And it's quite interesting because, like, if you look at the iPad or even the computer, um, a lot of the actions are driven by our fingers, our, either our, our, um, our fingers or a cursor or a mouse. Right. But now in Alexa, the base layer here is voice. Do you see um, people owning more Echo Show? So let's say the price going down. So like in the UK, an Echo Show is over 200 pounds, right. which is over $250. Do you see Amazon bringing the price down? Like it's, it's. I think it's subsidizing the the Alexa devices anyway, right? Um, to to get reach. Do you see Amazon bringing this to market? You know, um, so as to really get stronger in commerce. Uh, it's 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 a great question, and I think it's difficult for me to comment on that. But uh, uh, given the uh, you know given the historical. Uh, uh, I think response from Amazon for Amazon for the for the Alexa, just the way you said that the prices are dropping massively. I think it will happen here as well because um, uh, Amazon's focusing on multimodal experiences, and they don't just want it to be limited to voice. So when somebody uh, somebody says something on the Echo Show uh, with their voice, they can see the final card, which is a confirmation card, which again brings in a level of trust that, yes, I've ordered the right thing, right? So I'm sure that uh, there is definitely a chance that Amazon will cut down, slash down the prices for the Amazon Echo as well, uh, because the focus really is to generate value for customers and for themselves through the transactions that happen on Amazon Alexa and not really through the device itself. Yeah, because, um, you know, they tried with the Amazon Fire Phone and failed, at the time, um, Echo was at its infancy. The uh, you know the Alexa platform was at was at its infancy, and you know at the time also, 
um, it was like a me too copy um, of the of Apple and Android platforms. Now, you know, 100 million people have this Echo device in, you know, in their homes. Essentially, they're usually home devices. And um, we're pretty much learning how to, we're learning voice, you know, how to speak with a machine with voice. So I, I think, yeah, I think the next step might, might be this, but, you know, who knows? Um, it's super interesting um, in, in terms of that. Now, it, you know, um, the big problem I, I have with voice is not really a problem, but a big question I have with voice is the fact that we have, on the one hand, um, 100 million people owning, you know, um, Alexa or an Alexa-powered device, um, pretty much, you know, massive share, you know, chunk of voice. And that is linked to, um, to, to Amazon in itself. How can um, e-commerce businesses sort of, you know, um, gain access, direct access? Um, so just like the direct-to-consumer, you know, um, industry, how can they gain direct access to sell their wares to um, Alexa users across Absolutely. the world? Absolutely. Uh, I think that's a, that's a great question. And that's a question that we've come across many times from many uh, of our customers, prospects who reach out to us um, because they obviously don't want to sell necessarily on Amazon. They have their own brand presence a lot of times. So uh, uh, I think they don't have to sell uh, on Alexa through Amazon. Uh, Alexa also offers that you could integrate, uh, I mean, Alexa offers its APIs. And for example, let's say in this case, our platform, it integrates with Shopify and Shopify consumes, Shopify stores don't have to sell their goods on Amazon. They can continue to manage their own store. We have an app on Shopify through which, uh, uh, you know, stores can publish their storefront on Alexa directly. So if a consumer wants to shop from an Alexa store, let's say that offers coffee, let's say Gregory's Coffee, which is a famous coffee store in New York. Uh, they want to offer co order coffee from Gregory's. It doesn't mean Gregory's has to move away from Shopify or has to have a presence on Amazon as well. It can continue to manage their store on Shopify, mm -hmm. integrate with Alexa through the Shopify app that we have or through platforms that offer Alexa integration. And from there on, you know, when consumers want to offer for, order for coffee, they can simply go to Alexa and say, repeat my last order from Gregory's or order me a cappuccino from Gregory's and it'll go directly inside their Shopify platform. So you install this skill and then um, then you're integrated pretty much? Absolutely. You will, as a consumer, you install the skill and you start placing your order. And the only, the only place where Amazon comes into the, the picture is on the Alexa. There's absolutely... No other, yeah. So let's say there's Papa John's pizza on the one hand, and then you have Domino's pizza. I've installed both um, scales. How does Alexa distinguish where it's going to make my order? Would you ask a question? Would you like me to order from Domino's or Papa John's? Absolutely, absolutely. That, this is again a great question, I think. Uh, so there are two ways, right? One is you enable both Papa John's and Domino's and uh, you want to place an order from Domino's, so you need to specify uh, because in terms of voice, the search the search uh, is going to have longer, long tail keywords, right? So you need to say that, repeat my last order from Domino's. Uh, because in that case, Alexa will know that you want to order from Domino's. If not, the future uh, is going to work in this field, not yet there. Uh, let's say you want pizza and you have both Alex, uh, Papa Jones, Domino's, and let's say 10 more skills uh, that offer pizza. 
What what you can tell Alexa is that uh, I'm looking for pizza near me. Uh, Alexa, can you find me pizza near me? Uh, and Alexa will decide that should it get you pizza from Domino's or Papa John's based on the previous search history. And that's called can fulfill intent uh, in the Alexa terms. Which People is, are not there yet. Yes, sorry, in context of my location also and then my previous actions. Absolutely, because your Alexa device has your address, has all your details, so it's going to use that. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Um, so another sort of question, future-based future, future question is, um, do you see the evolution of Alexa um, in our palms? So, you know, I have Alexa, I have an Alexa. We have over four Alexa devices in my, in my home. But that being said, the moment we leave our you know, our, our doorstep, our doors, there's no access to Alexa again. Absolutely. Um, it's up to somewhat useless Siri or, um, you know, Google, you know, um, Google Assistant. And, um, you know, they do a, an okay job, but not a great job. Obviously, um, there's no way Google or Apple are going to allow um, Alexa become their default, you know, um, voice gateway. There's just no way. Um, do you see Amazon um, evolving, um, you know, um, creating devices, mobile devices with voice at the core? Uh, uh, I think yes. And uh, my yes really doesn't come from the gut, but uh, from looking at the way Amazon's evolving, uh, uh, you know, the Alexa ecosystem. Uh, I think Alexa is already integrated with the Beats, uh, the headphone brand. Right. Oh, it is. Uh, okay, nice. Yes. Uh, of course, you cannot do things at just the way you can do with the Alexa in your, at your home. But I think these are the baby steps that Alexa, uh, Amazon's taking towards building a smarter ecosystem. And uh, if you've, although we've not uh, matured uh, in the voice ecosystem, but there is something that's, there is another ecosystem that's building parallelly, which is called the wrist commerce. So you can shop with your, you know, Apple Watch, or you could shop with your smartwatch. So I'm, I'm hopeful and for my own good, I wish that Amazon will integrate with a lot of these uh, IoT devices and enable people to shop, not just with the device at home, but any smart device. For example, from your fridge, if you open the fridge and you realize that milk is over, you tell the fridge that, hey, you know, place an order for milk. Yeah, and they already have the dash buttons um, for replenishments. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so before I let you go, um, let's talk about use cases. Um, what kind of use cases? You, you, you mentioned that you have about, you, you guys started just in August. To, well, you guys launched just in August 2019, although you've been, you know, you've been around for, for a year, you know, building out the platform and you have 10, 10 clients. Um, could you please give us um, two use cases in e-commerce um, for e-commerce direct-to-consumer, um, you know, um, customers using voice um, as a, so just to give, you know, listeners some context of how they can, you know, truly apply voice in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. Absolutely. So I think I would break down the use cases into two different buckets. Mm -hmm. uh, one is, you know, the engagement layer, and one is where it impacts your revenue and transactions directly. So from an engagement perspective, uh, uh, one obvious use case is creating voice games, engaging customers through loyalty points. Uh, if I had to compare it to web again, uh, on the web you have conversion optimization platforms like spin wheels that let you play games. 
to identify, to you know, to submit your email ID, right? Which is a lead generation platform. So similarly on Alexa, people and e-commerce stores can have a lot of voice games, voice engagement, uh, uh, you know, capabilities to get people on Alexa. Uh, but the most obvious use case is, uh, you know, because Alexa has lesser real estate, so habitual use cases, let's say, for example, you want to order for something, you want to repeat your order, you want to repeat your coffee, you want to repeat your pizza, favorite food, groceries, men's hygiene products. For example, I tend to order for uh, my razors every 15 days. So things like that. And the other use case uh, where it's not necessarily a repeat use case, but the other use case is where you know exactly what you want to buy and the trust is high. Uh, let's say you shop from a supermarket that's right below your house and you're lazy to go there, but you know exactly which milk uh, you want to, which brand of milk you want to buy or uh, which bread you want to purchase. You can just tell Alexa that order for a bread from ABC store, order for milk from ABC store. Mm -hmm. So in cases where you know exactly what you want to buy and you don't really need comparison, let's say, for example, for clothes or shoes, you need comparison. Maybe those are not the best use cases for voice, but for repeat orders, habitual use cases, and things where you know which brand you're looking for, uh, I think voice is a great uh, platform with a lot more convenience. Yeah, yeah. And I guess as the Echo Show um, continues to evolve, then um, we can bring in more one-off purchases or Absolutely. more explorative commerce, you know, um, into the layer. Absolutely. You're absolutely right to say that. Okay. Amal, um, before I, before I let you go, is there any other sort of um, parting? Are there any parting words you have um, just to advise listeners on um, the way forward with with voice commerce? Sure. So I think uh, uh, you know on, uh, on my parting notes, what I would let consumers, merchants, all of them know is that one very obvious question that we've had uh, merchants ask us is why voice? Why should I consider voice as a platform? Uh, so it's it's very, very difficult to, you know, step out of that engineering mindset and think from a marketing and a customer perspective. So really think about uh, uh, that, you know, if all of your competitors are uh, have big budgets and are spending on ads, billboards, TVs, TV shows, voice is probably the differentiator for you. And voice is probably where you can create a difference and engage more customers and create that retention. So think about why people pick a brand A over a brand B and create your voice experience in that format. Because voice is definitely going to be big and research says that over $80 billion worth of transactions are going to happen through voice by 2023. So yes, I would just say that if you are in business in 2000, <coughs> 2019, uh, voice strategy should definitely be a part of your business. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Mo. Um what, how best can um, users follow you and um, follow Emetri, um to to, to, to to just get uh, you know um, get on top of um, you know um, voice commerce and you know um, or, you know developments on there? Absolutely. So I think uh, we have a Twitter page, we have our website emetro.com and we have a blog where we write a lot lot about voice commerce use commerce use cases. So people can simply go to our website, which is emitter.com, E-M-I-T-R-R.com. And, you know, they can read the blog or they can get in touch with us for a free consultation to learn about uh, to learn about voice use cases and we'd be happy to help. Really, really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and, um, you know, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thanks a lot, Kogli, for having me. I think it was a great session and some great questions there. Thanks a lot for having me. All right, cheers, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2xecommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.